Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Paddle Pod, your weekly podcast covering professional paddle presented by Hugo and Gons. We're on to episode 23 now. Hugo, as always, it's a pleasure to have you here today, but um, I think we've got a very special episode on our hands. We do indeed. Hi, everyone. Hi, once again. And yeah, great to be here, but more importantly, great to have two huge paddle fans and experts, more importantly, on our podcast today. So welcome, Antonio and Carlos. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Uh, glad to be here with you, but I think you made a mistake. We are not experts. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're certainly more experts uh, than us. But uh, maybe before we start talking a lot about Paddle, which we will do in this episode, I think it would be great for our fans and listeners to get a bit of an introduction uh, around yourselves, sort of where you come from, uh, a bit about your background, how did you get into Paddle? Uh, so anything around that would be great to hear. Hey, Carlos, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> um, my name is Carlos. Um, I'm th uh, 32 years old and we started to play paddle um, like three or four years ago. And you know, when you when you start to play paddle, it's paddle tennis. It's like a drug. You, you cannot stop. <laughs> <laughs> so basically... Um, we, we always tend to speak about it every uh, weekend and we say, why not we start a, a podcast? And Antonio and me came up with the idea and it seems to be working. Uh, I don't know. And regarding to my um, career, I work as an English teacher here in Madrid, a primary English teacher. So that's that's about it. Yep. That's the reason why he's speaking like uh, perfect. Is that why you? Is that why you leave him to answer? <laughs> yes, obviously. <laughs> uh, but uh, he make a mistake because because he said that uh, it was our idea. It it was not. It was his idea. Uh, I was not a truly believer in the idea of us uh, doing a podcast. Um, but but yeah, he's he he make. Uh, would point three years ago. Uh, I, I I play paddle for now um, 14 years, something like wow. that. Yes, yes, because my father uh, decided to to play it, and I have to wait for for him to finish uh, his class when I was uh, 12, 13 years old. Wow! So I decided why I have to wait uh, wow. in the sideline. Uh, just uh, sign me for for a class. So. Uh, now so I, you, yes, you you are one of the probably original players then. Well, uh, when I start playing, uh, there was no glass uh, court, only only wall. So yeah. the first time I saw a a, a well built uh, court, uh, I was playing for yeah for a couple of years. Wow! That, <laughs> I have that... to apologize for my English because I'm not an English teacher. Uh, so I <laughs> apologize in, in advance uh, uh, for the mistakes that uh, for sure are coming. Not at all. Well, Your English is pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. And, and don't worry, we also make mistakes where we're not, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're here for, for the mistakes. Yeah, exactly. 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 Same as in battle, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's quite funny because your the way you started your podcast is very similar to Hugo and I. 
you and I are like very close friends, probably best friends. And uh, we spoke about, we speak about Paro like on a daily basis. And at, well, at one point it was just like, why don't we just make a podcast about it? Because we're speaking about it every day. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's quite funny to hear how you guys came up with, uh, with your podcast, because I feel like you and I basically was, uh, we started it from the same reason, essentially. Yeah, I mean, it, it was exactly the same, to be honest. And I think it was almost like a justification for being able to watch more paddle and talk about paddle even more regarding our girlfriends because, you know, now we have a podcast, they can't complain as much. So um, so that was really the, the whole idea behind it. Um, That's great. Well, I actually, well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that uh, that you like it. <laughs> hmm. um, I wanted to, to ask you, and obviously it's a very very obvious question on the first ones how did the whole ranking start how did the idea of the ranking um start because i for one i love stats and yeah it's just so interesting to listen to the videos you've uploaded on youtube regarding the statistics so yeah it'd be great to get a good kind of overview of how it started and why it started all right. So in this case, I have to be, give credit to Antonio because uh, he was inspired by a, by an NFL program and he came up with the idea. He said, why not uh, uh, collect some data to support our opinion? Because always when we give our opinion, sometimes it is uh, it creates a reaction from from people. So we say, okay, we need to give them the numbers because you cannot debate the numbers. And mm -hmm. that's basically it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, we started uh, with some tests and uh, changing stuff and uh, all of that. And finally, we, we, we came up with the final product. So if you want to give some more insight and Antonio <laughs> yeah the, the main idea uh, was the to to answer the question who is better in, in a <laughs> in a couple so uh, this year uh, who is better Arturo Coelho or Agustin Tapia <laughs> well uh, you may uh, think that uh, Tapia is better or Coelho is better you have uh, good points to to say both but uh, at the end of the day, if uh, I want to know better the, the players, uh, I try to collect or we try to collect all the data. So we can say, not 100% sure, but we can say that uh, Coelho, for example, is bringing more to the table than Tapia in the last uh, three, four, five tournaments. So we can say that now Arturo is uh, hotter or, in, uh, or, or playing better than Tapia. Um, the, the, the idea behind everything is the PFF, uh, uh, Pro Football Focus, is uh, mm. a company that works uh, with uh, the NFL and they grade uh, every play of every player in every uh, game in a uh, NFL season. So uh, I, I thought, uh, can we do the same? Yeah, and that's why he has a notebook full of pages, and he wrote everything. <laughs> yeah, wow, it's crazy. Yes, yes, I, I don't have the. Uh, I don't know where is the. Uh, <laughs> it's here. It's here. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, this is a podcast, and and the people that are listening to us uh, cannot see it, but uh, you guys can have a a sneak peek. This art, well, that's the, a, the paddle up Bible. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Uh, here, uh, every every match in every tournament uh, seems uh, Copenhagen. Copenhagen, uh, so, yeah. So it was wow. like uh, eight, nine, ten tournaments, something like that. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, as I said, both Bonds and I love statistics and exactly what you said. I much prefer, in any sport, commentators that use statistics to back their points compared to just ideas that they like to share because for example i i find that some football pundits just give their opinions based on what's happened in one match and they're feeling like someone has a bad match and they say he's not ready for the team or he's not good enough to start and this is just so good and also i think it's really interesting because paddle obviously pairs are made up of two players but it's really interesting to compare them and see who's more informed potentially think and say like, okay, out of these two pairs, this guy is better in this pair, this other guy is better in the other pair. Could it be interesting for them to team up? Um, I think mm -hmm. it would almost be interesting for all the players to have a sneak peek at this and potentially a few of them would consider changing their pairs. <laughs> and yeah. for the coaches. <laughs> More for the coaches, yeah. Yeah. And of course, you have to put that uh, those numbers in context because um, it is not the same to get a winner in uh, zero zero when you start a game than uh, when you do it in a golden point or in a thirteen uh, thirteen low. I mean, it it is different, and we take that into account. We also uh, take into account the assists because it it is something that uh, not mm. a lot of people takes into account as well. So, and and, and also. Uh... Uh, one of the main reasons uh, behind all of this, uh, it was because uh, I saw the statistics on on a screen. Uh, this player, uh, nineteen winners. Okay, yeah. that uh, says no nothing to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't care. Nineteen? Why? Uh, it can be thirty-four. Uh, but uh, uh, we can say if uh, all of the those winners came at uh, forty-zero, and it doesn't matter. So. Uh, yeah. We're trying to solve or, or to give uh, quest, uh, answers to the question: Who is better at when the 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 score is thirty-thirty? Uh, because that's the, the for me the most important point in a game. Yeah, thirty-thirty. This, this is so interesting, and I think Hugo and I are both massive fans of of this sort of project that you guys have embarked on. I think when we first saw it, we were really amazed, simply as well because how given the stage of where Paddle is at and the lack of statistics, and I'm sure that as the game develops, it will get to a point where statistics are widely used. But I think this is an absolute like, incredible initiative that your guys are able to bring this to, I guess, the fans out there who are really like keen on looking at the numbers and really understanding how uh, players are really performing. And I think one of the questions that I, well, I have a couple of questions in mind. Uh, the first one is how, can you just explain a bit more about the ranking, maybe like some of the like key variables that go into it? Um, then as well, how do you collect the data? I think I've seen from a couple of videos and obviously you've given us a bit of insight now, but it seems like you are there watching all the games and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and I guess, uh, yeah, it would be great to know, but it's a, it's a hell of a job for sure. <laughs> go, yeah, go, Carlos. Yeah, do you want me to explain? <laughs> okay. Yes. So, 
All right. So uh, basically, our uh, 10 positive variables or 10 positive um, uh, key points that, uh, uh, well, everyone starts with 100 points at the beginning of each match. So if you do it well, you go up. If you do it uh, wrong, you do it, uh, you go down. And we have 10 key uh, statistics. Uh, I, I can I don't remember ev everything, but I can give you some mm -hmm. of them. For example, uh, when you make a mistake, um, uh, unforced error, you get a um, you get a point wrong. If you get a winner, you get a point right. If you get it in um in a forty in a thirty thirty, you get an extra point. If you get an unexpected winner, you get an extra point. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm forgetting something, Antonio, but. Uh... Uh, uh, to give you uh, uh, an example, the, the best play or, or the result of a point that gives you the most uh, positive points, it is an unexpected winner on a golden point. Okay. So you, you get the style points of a, an unexpected winner, which is a, a winner with uh, uh, high difficulties. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying well, but yeah. uh, you yeah, get the point. And the, the worst uh, scenario for you is to uh, make a mistake on a uh, uh, return of a serve on a golden point. Okay. That is like, like shit. If you make a mistake there, I punish you with all the, <laughs> the hammer fall on you. <laughs> so basically think about uh, Agustin Tapia when it is a golden point and he gets an expected winner because he used to do that. Uh, that's uh, you, you go up in the ranking, of course. Yep. So, yeah, so, I mean, knowing Tapia, he must be through the roof and must have been through the roof with the amount but, of unexpected winners that he's had throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the last weeks, uh, he's not in, on top because right now it's Alejandro Galan. Uh, as a result of the last uh, tournament, mm -hmm. uh, it was German, German, World, World Puddle Tour German. But Agustin Tapia, you know, when he's uh, performing well, is unstoppable. I, actually, and I think he has the record, right, uh, of um, of a tournament. Yes, yes, he has. Uh, not in a single game, because that belongs to Franco Stupasuk in the final of Valladolid. That's the the best game we ever record. Um, but yet, you, you also have to to um, to have uh, because uh, we take the performance of the last three uh, tournaments. Interesting. So, mm -hmm. uh, um, and also not every tournament has the same weight in the final uh, final rating because we, we tend to give more important to the recent tournament. So uh, uh, let's mm -hmm. say if you play, uh, you, you play in the semifinals of the last three tournaments, the rating of the uh, recent tournament uh, is the uh, half of your uh, rating in the season. The next one is the 30% and the uh, forest is the 20%. So that makes your rating in the season. No, not in a single tournament, but uh, the final rating that you can see in the videos on, on YouTube. I, I, I mean, don't know you've if thought I'm... about everything. <laughs> Tell me? You've thought about, you've thought about everything. So yes, every and, angle, and, every waiting, and <laughs> also it's the same in every single tournament. Uh, it's not the, we we gave more important to the final than the quarterfinal, obviously. 
it's not the same to be to have a great performance in the final against Arturo Goello and Agustin Tapia than in quarterfinal again Federico Chingoto and Paquito Navarro, which are uh, not the same players, not the same in category of, of players. Yeah, maybe uh, the next year we might do some changes because, you know, the golden point is going to disappear. Uh, it looks like it. <laughs> we don't know just yet. But uh, maybe we introduce some changes because of that, uh, because the matches are too long and, and we yeah. don't know. We have to think about it. Well, um, that's so interesting to, to listen to. And obviously, probably the, the big, my biggest question, apart from how it's made up and uh, different statistics and elements that you include, or the parameters as per se, I wanted to ask you about any surprises in the ranking at the moment. So obviously people can see the World Paddle Tour rankings, the Premier Paddle rankings, and you're you know, ranked as a pair, but also individually given that there's injuries and sometimes you've had to play with different pairs, there's been pair changes throughout the season. Obviously, there's no need to tell us about players that are actually really high in the World Paddle Tour rankings and Premier Paddle rankings, but you have them as much lower because maybe you don't want to share that. But would you be able to maybe share a couple of players that are much higher than maybe people would expect and much higher than their current ranking in World Paddle Tour or Premier Paddle? No, we, we have no problem at all uh, sharing all the data with you guys. So uh, you might think that, uh, for example, Sanjo Gutierrez, uh, <laughs> Sanjo Gutierrez uh, started the year on top. I don't know. He was uh, top four, top five. Uh, second second seed with uh, with Belastekin. So yeah, he was second seed yeah. at the beginning of the year. So we we started to track all his uh, data, and he's doing uh, with Momo Gonzalez. He was doing so wrong. Uh, I I don't remember right now, but uh, it was uh, less than 90, 90 of uh, rating. So uh, it wow. surprised us in the beginning. Uh, Chingoto, for example, has mm. uh, a huge difference with Paquito. That is, uh, yeah, it, it surprised me also. <laughs> in a positive or negative way? In a negative way. Uh, wow. Because, yeah, uh, Antonio always says, uh, he gives a lot of, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he he speaks about Chingoto, but he always shares uh, this data with, uh, with people. Yeah. It's the, funny. No, that's all. Go ahead, Gonzalo. <laughs> Think, yeah, it was funny because Hugo and I, we speak a lot about Paquito and Tingoto. And recently, I was just telling Hugo, like, I think the the pair, the ceiling of the pair is basically just as much as Paquito goes. Like, if Paquito's 100%, they can, they can just, they can win a title potentially. But, it, like, there is no, like, it's just basically depending how he performs. Yes, yes, yes. The 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 load that he's uh, on yeah. that is on his shoulders is uh, huge, huge, and and he's not a a player with a um, that can do a physical performance uh, exactly. every single night, uh, go through the three sets. So he needs some support, and I think Chingoto is a a shy player. Mm. He he he's comfortable just doing his thing. And with the the playing like he's always played with Tejo and with um, other couples, uh, Javi Garrido, for example. Um, but uh, I think that Paquito for win that tournament that you said uh, they need more from Chingoto. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
he needs and, to, uh, to step up and he's not aggressive uh, at all i think no and i receive a lot of hate uh, <laughs> when i talk about uh, chingoto and uh, i'm okay with that uh, because it's the same situation <laughs> that uh, i or, or that we uh, lived with uh, martin dineno uh, last year uh, when he started the second season with paquito I give him a lot of hate also because I thought that he can do more and he's not uh, playing aggressive and not uh, um, working on his game as, as I think he can. Uh, this yeah. year with uh, Franco Stupasuk and the new coach is he's uh, like a different person, yeah. a different player. He's now uh, taking risk and uh, the the the. the the bet is paying off. He's uh, the he was uh, the number one player rated on on the ranking a uh, couple of weeks, and he's doing or taking our way or a path that Chingoto is uh, not uh, yet uh, starting or doing. He needs uh, more skills. I have a question for you guys, Gonzalo and Hugo, regarding to this topic. So do you think <laughs> Chingoto can step up uh, as Martin uh, Dineno did last year? or uh, Because uh, as we saw, for example, in the semifinal uh, in the last tournament, we can see that Chingoto in the first set, uh, he's able to do amazing things when he's close to the net. But uh, hmm. I don't know if it, it has some mental... Uh, state or something like that. The but he he broke at the at some point of the match. He he goes down. It's a good question. Gons, you want me to, to start or yeah, to go, start? go for it. Well, I mean, I think that even though Dineno and Chingoto are similar in a lot of ways, which is obvious, they're also quite different. And you know, Dineno is obviously bigger and has a much better smash and always has had a better smash than Chingoto. I know that he didn't use it as much before, but the thing is, is I don't know whether Chingoto can be as aggressive. Um, we are actually seeing a more aggressive Chingoto this week, given that he's playing with Mike Yangwas in the FIP and Sardinia. And he's playing on the backhand side of the court, which is actually really interesting to watch. And as you just mentioned, when he's close to the net, he's so dangerous because he's so quick to react. And the fact that he's small probably helps him in the sense that any balls that go into him really quickly, he's able to kind of deflect them and and, and block them. So it's obvious that the closer to the net he is, the more aggressive he can be. The only issue I see is that when playing with Paquito, he probably feels that he has to be the one at the back of the court because Paquito is obviously very good in the air, very good at smashing, very good at volleying. So who would you rather have closer to the net? Well, probably probably Paquito. Also because Paquito, as we've briefly mentioned, is struggling a bit in terms of his fitness. So if he's the one having to dictate the play from the back, then I don't know how long the pair is going to last. So yeah, I have my doubts. I, I think Bineno is, is a level above I see him as a level above Chingoto. And to be honest, right now, I see Vineno at the same level as Lebron and Goya. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> nice yeah. statement. Yeah, I I agree with 
with everything that Hugo said. And I think potentially heading into the summer for sure, when Los Superpios won by other lead and stuff, I feel like that sort of part of the season, Dineno was at an unbelievable level. Um, and as you guys have mentioned, the way he's developed his game, especially offensively, is absolutely remarkable. And to compare him, or, or speaking about the comparison with Chingoto, I think on the mental side, I'm not sure you guys sort of alluded to it, if Chingoto really has it. Because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of these shots obviously can be worked on. And given that they're professional paddle players, I'm sure that if they spend the hours, they will have the ability to develop these shots. But I'm just not sure if there is the willingness. And I think that the smash is also such a confident shot that uh, if you miss one, then it can just derail a whole game. And I feel like Dineno is mentally so strong and stronger than Chingoto. And that's potentially also why, being realistic, why Chingoto hasn't won any finals that he's played in um, is a big part of that. And he's played in 13 finals, I believe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think that Chingoto is probably more comfortable just doing what he does best and staying at the back and defending. And that's also, I guess, why he's gone with pairs that are very similar, right? Garrido, Juantello, um, Paquito, just, I would, I say, I guess, occupying most of the volume and, and really all the offensive side. So I think from a mental side, maybe there's like something that like needs to prompt like him to change this. But I do think from a technical ability, I'm sure that he would be able to become much better that way. And uh, and yeah, I mean, just a quick point on, on Martin as well. Hugo and I were at the final of the uh, Madrid Master and it was honestly absolutely sensational. The amount of, I don't think he missed a single winner, like a single smash and basically no unforced errors. So it's just his transformation has been incredible. We can yeah, look I mean, in, ju- in the notebook to to check. To check, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you call me out, I like ju- <laughs> all of this is wrong. <laughs> I just remember um, seeing the the you know the, the basic statistics, not the statistics that you release, which are a different level, but the statistics I saw um, on the Instagram page of El Cuarto Seta. I don't know where they they will have come from, but talking about that final, and Dineno had. The same number of winners as Estupasuk, 18, which was more than Coelho, who had 17, and Tapia with 11. And then unforced errors, he only had two in the whole match, compared to Estupasuk, who had eight, Tapia had 10, and Coelho had eight. So it just shows, at least in my eyes, Neno is right up there and, and at the level of the greats at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He my can, my he notebook, can share. sorry, Carlos, my notebook said that. Uh, Six uh, mistakes from Dineno, uh, five okay. from Coelho, and eight, uh, as you said, from Agustin, uh, Agustin Tapia. Interesting. Interesting. Carlos, well, there, we, well, there you go. You. That, that's why yeah. we want to have your statistics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, no, nothing important. I was just going to say that uh, Martin Dineno can sit at the big boy table. Uh, he's uh, fighting with all of the big guys, with uh, Coelho. 
which we know that it is kind of difficult in a in a match. Uh, but something that we missed to talk about, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, guys, but is uh, the 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 tiredness of the of the players in the in World Paddle Tour because uh, Agustin Tapia and Arturo Coelho are paying uh, the start of the year, which it was unbelievable. But right now, I think they're decreasing the, their level. It's also an, an, wanna... an, so, something that is hitting also the Super Pibes. Agreed. Maybe, Gons, you want to, to kick off this? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, they've obviously all had a very hectic season. And um, I guess in a way, Lebron and Galan haven't played as many matches. So they are probably a bit more fresh heading towards the end of the season. But uh, we both, yeah, we all know that Coelho, uh, Tapia, Los Superpibes have been basically to the final in every single tournament. So they've had a whole load of matches and we've obviously seen Los Superpibes heading into towards the end of the summer, missing a couple of tournaments and stuff. So it will be interesting to, to see how they end the year. And this is like uh, just a question that came into my head and I'm going to throw it back to you guys, uh, Carlos and Antonio, but taking this into account from now, let's just say from now until the end of the year, who do you think is going to get more titles between mm -hmm. Lebron Angalan, Coelho Tapia and Dineno? Let's just say if there's like a ranking, like from starting now to the end of the season, what in terms of pairs, what's your one, two and three? Uh, I have no doubt that it is going to be LeBron and Galan, number wow. one. Number two is going to be Tapia and Coelho. Number three, Super Pibes, for me. Yeah, wow. I think LeBron right now is getting and getting better. Uh, I think Antonio is not, uh, don't agree <laughs> with me, but let's see. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not uh, fully invested in in the in that uh, argument that uh, LeBron is back. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I I have to wait a, a couple of tour more tournaments. Um, he's getting better, obviously. Um, and uh, from the uh, physical side and also from the mental side. But I think that we are uh, taking Tapia and Goyo for granted, and that uh, they dominate uh, World Pal Tour and they are going to dominate uh, the rest of the season. The season, uh, I think that uh, the um, Premier Padel tournaments are, are going to be, be big because we are go uh, LeBron and Galan uh, just said that they are not going to play in Buenos Aires in World Padel Tour Masters because they are in a fight with uh, Lisandro Borges. Mm. Uh, let's see uh, if they play in um, Mexico, in World Padel Tour Mexico, because uh, it's the week before the Premier Padel Major in Mexico. So let's see if they take the uh, arrest uh, week. So it's going to hit them uh, and give them less chances to to lift trophies. So I'm my, my ranking would be Tapia Coelho and no and a tie in the second place. No, not a tie. You have to you have to say <laughs> someone. Lebron and Galan and then the Super Okay. Piece. Okay, and actually, this brings me on to my next question, and something that I, I've been pushing and thinking is going to happen for a few weeks now. Although after their win, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent 
sure or not as convinced as before. Antonio and Carlos, if you had to give your opinion, do you think Lebron and Galán will split at the end of the season? <laughs> I was not sure uh, like one month ago and some rumors came up, but I think they're going to stay together, especially if they do it well uh, until the end of the season. If they get a couple more trophies, I think they will they will stick together. I'm not sure because uh, I think that uh, Galan uh, already give it a thought about the split situation and when you when you think about living you are already uh, living so um I, I don't know if uh, if they win a couple of tournaments that will change anything because you have to to think about living with with lebron uh, <laughs> you are not only playing with him but you are living with him in when you are on a tournament in alemania or in Deutschland, uh, you are with him uh, like a lot and, and you have to think what no 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 one more thing if you're Alejandro Galan what choices do you have on the table uh, that, that's the point uh, that's the, so big, I, the point I, I'm splitting yeah. and I'm playing with uh, John Sanz well he's he's doing good but it's not the same level the same. and and you are uh, Lebron and you are playing with uh, Juan Paquito. <laughs> some, Paquito some people said no, no. Paquito and they no. uh, if they do that uh, I think we have the first fight in in a paddle court <laughs> In yeah. the same team, yep. No, no, no. That, that, I think that they learn from the mistakes, uh, the past mistakes, and they are not teaming up uh, one more time. Uh, but you, you have to to think if you split, where do you go? Which player you taking? I don't know. Sure. Tapia and Cuello are obviously out of the out of the list. The super pivots are obviously also out. So. Yeah, you have to... not ma not many options left. Uh, I think yeah, we're just coming towards the end of the episode. Maybe just one final question in a very quick. So we see that the ranking is sponsored by Knox. Uh, is that correct? Could you give maybe yes. just a quick insight into that? Yeah. Uh, so we spoke with uh, some of the brands of paddle brands, and uh, Knox was amazed by the idea of having a, a ranking. Uh, we also spoke with some of the coaches of uh, Knox and they, they loved the idea. So that's why uh, we, we we stick with Knox and uh, they, they're going to support. Uh, they're, they're helping us to get huge uh, and to grow with this uh, ranking. And that doesn't mean that uh, Tapia is on the top uh, in every <laughs> ranking. So it's, we are free to, to give him a, a bit of hate also. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, yeah, thank you so much, Carlos and Antonio, for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure recording this episode with you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get to do many more. Hugo, leave it to you as well to say your goodbyes. Just yep. an absolute pleasure, Antonio, Carlos. And yeah, hopefully we have another one soon. Yeah, interesting chat, guys, with you, and uh, more than welcome to be here. And whenever you, whenever you want, uh, we will be, we will be here back. Thank you, guys. A pleasure.